Normally, we don't concern ourselves with adultery because then hotels wouldn't exist. Greendale. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And here are your morning announcements. Sorry, I got very distracted by the fact that I started that countdown way too early, but that's fine. Um, today I, I we're to talking... Po- I had to return the point. Are you, are you gonna do it? Today we're talking about Community Season 4, <laughs> Episode 3. Conventions of space and time. Yes, it is the time and the space for our live show, uh, where we are uh, a little bit loosey goosey. Uh, we we had some shenanigans pre-record that uh, we that are recorded, and here's hoping they'll see the light of day at some point. Hashtag release the soup cut. I know that's gonna get cut. I don't mind. <laughs> a lot of it was me uh, eating soup. <laughs> With a microphone nearby, uh, and I promise you, you do not want to hear that. Um, hey, guess what, Mike? Uh, it looks like it's time for Outsourcing Mike's Bits. Wow, yeah, you. thank you for ramping me into it this time. It feels very nice to be... To g- I just to wanted to move ramp. on from me oh, yeah. soup. You're, you're like, I gotta get this soup discussion out of here. Ho- here's just, hoping... Just so you know, Mike, you're now, you're now creating three different timelines. Uh... I, I, I do find a, one problem with that uh, sentence. Uh, you, Ben, will be creating the three different timelines. Actually, I was thinking because we've got a live episode today, why don't we let our live Ooh, studio audience That's a great idea. I love card this. Card one, two, or three. G- yes, Hit me give with me, that, chat. Give me a number one, two, or three. And we'll just listen to that wonderful music. <laughs> we are just getting sex in the chat. Uh, I need a number one, two, or three. There we go. We got we got a couple of fights, but I see the three first. Three three has one. Uh, uh, three three the threes was victorious, I should say. The threes have it. So I have some news. It is okay. not the sex question. I am sorry. Damn it. God. To be fair, no one has guessed the number that the sex number was. It was number one. So, thank thankfully now it's we're It's literally a 50-50 chance next time. It is. And if it's not the sex question, <laughs> I riot. <laughs> you know what? I I do love how this is I, we've we've put a lot on this specific sex question that it's just not it's just not going to it's not going to live up to the, what everybody it's, wants it's it not, to be. It's not going to be good. If it, if it if the sex <clears> question had come up like 12 weeks ago, we would have been like, "Huh?" Okay, that's a co- good question. But now now there's, it, there's too much pressure on th- it. We put too much pressure on the sex question, and putting a lot of pressure on sex is not a good idea. It's it's true. Uh, hit me with that question, though. It, now, this, I mean, stereotypically, this could be sex-related, so we can find out. Um, what's the most embarrassing or worst thing your parents ever caught you doing? Now the stereotypical the most, thing is that you you were jerking it. They walked in on you jerking it. Never, never walked in on me doing that. Um, oh, good parents. Uh, although I will say that I I thought I was real clever getting away with it uh, and 
Meanwhile, they're like, ah, he's in the bathroom for an awful long time. We all we all know what's going yeah, on. I, yeah, yeah. Um, we we know. The most awkward thing. I don't. I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I. I don't know. I don't think I actually have a question. Or I don't think I actually have an answer for this one. Um, I mean, I I did a lot of weird, awkward stuff when I was a kid, but most of it was just like, you know, the kind of stuff that kids do that are it's like awkward. Right. Um, and out in the public. You weren't trying to hide it. Right. Um, there, I mean, there wasn't much I, I really tried to hide as a kid, like. Other than sitting in the bathroom for 20 minutes jerking it. <laughs> I mean, we were all teen boys once. Um, Not all of us, but a good amount of us. All, all of us on this call. Um, yes, you and me. <laughs> yes, that's not, who I meant. Not the uh, audience listening in. Every person on earth was a teen boy once. Um, no, I don't. I don't think that's that not that even true really either. Anything. There are some um, three year olds out there. They haven't been te- teen boys yet. What's the most awkward thing that your parents caught you I mean, you, you know, the answer is, my friend, it's jerking it. <laughs> no, I mean, like, so I, 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 this, these are always the, I mean, honestly, the, the stereotypical thing kind of works because, you know, as teen boys, you do it. Um, but uh-huh. I mean, really think the thing is with the way that my house was set up, I never really had a, other than the bathroom, I never had like a. A, a spot in the room in the house that had a door on it that because uh even my my bedroom had a door and then like a french door it was an odd setup now that i think about it um but it was uh-huh. like the french door had tons of windows on it so it was it was just it's just it, it i didn't it, and it we all got our own space it was a large house it's still a large house um but it's it it was you know I I mean maybe like the weirdest stuff was like whatever we were watching at three a.m. when my mom was like, "You and your friend have got to go to sleep now," uh, because yeah I, that I that one definitely happened to me. Yeah, so like you're watching you know some weird anime or something or like you know mm-hmm. playing uh, Mario Party sixty four and yelling at each other uh, at three o'clock in the morning and your mom just wakes up and you're like, oh she's gonna slap us in the face if we continue mm-hmm. to play Mario Kart or Mario Party 64 and yell really loud because that's what Mario Party 64 does. Uh, and she would be right to do so. Yeah, see, I think that's part of the problem with this question is that uh, for us, like, mostly mostly we just sat around and played video games. So, like, what are they going to ever catch us doing? Right. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um, I, I will say that, uh, the weirdest thing that a friend's parent ever caught me doing. Oh, I like, I like this inversion (laughs) of the question. Let's go. A friend of mine and I, we were, I don't know. We were like roughhousing a bit. Uh, and, um, for whatever reason we, we had this joke because he had like, he had these, these two, like, uh, it was like a little. It's like a little uh, mini like basketball set. So it about, you know, balls like basketballs about the size of like a palm, like a kid's palm, like not not big. And for whatever reason, our joke was to just like put them in our shirts, be like, ha ha, we have we have boobies. And so we were roughhousing 
and I had put, I decided during this roughhousing to put these these basketballs in my shirt, and that is when his mom oh, walked course. in, had and I be. was quickly just like hand on, <laughs> on the on the the basketballs, just try to push them to the side and be like, nope, nothing's happening here. <clears throat> so, how how that, old were you, that, by chance? Oh, I don't even remember. Because there's um, something very funny uh, to of the we're roughhousing, and one of them has has boobs <laughs> uh, that they've placed right, in their shirt. Right? What is actually going on here? Uh, right? What because that's watching? <laughs> that's the thing, right? Because like you know, uh, young boys roughhousing, it's fine, whatever. Um. One of them ha- has decided to have fake boobs during the roughhousing. Like, you have a lot of questions. And mo- mostly I was just like, this is going to be a funny thing. <laughs> it um, is. It currently is, yes. Agreed. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So, that, that was the o- o- most awkward thing a friend's parent ever caught me doing. You know what? Um, I'll allow it. That was good. I like that. <laughs> um... Cool. Well, we got at least a little something out of we did the one of the last three. It's still not the sex question, and I'm so angry about it not being the sex question. If if it's literally going to be <laughs> the last card in this whole deck, it, and I can't believe it will have come to this. I feel like the odds of it being the the last one in the deck have are surprisingly astronomical. But you know, here we are. Hmm. Yeah, I mean it's uh you could you could math out the numbers on that and I'm sure it'd be a big a a big number. Mm-hmm. Um and yet, and yet that's how it the, is. This is Let's how we live. Talk about community. Season four, episode three, conventions of space and time. Speaking of sex. Uh yeah, it starts out. It's like with- legitimately the plot is Britain and Troy have finished having sex and now they're watching Inspector Space Time, which Again, the, the classic, I, the, the classic post-coital uh, afterglow moment. Honestly, you're just like, oh yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you very much for all the orgasms. Let us partake in Inspector Space Time. It's it's something very magical about that for me, uh, because like that's not that's not what what my experience has ever been. Um, but yeah, that's it's a very funny and. Uh, a uh, very funny moment, and then she just tars hands out of there. <laughs> I I love, I absolutely love her Tarzan at like because she does it with the expertise of someone who has been doing this. Right. Yes. She Tarzans out the window in her underwear. Right. No gets clothes yet. You can't get on the clothes. fire escape. Escape. No time. Jumps into Annie's room. Gets prepared. Sneaks out the, the the apartment, gets some hidden donuts, and then is like, "Here for my here for my breakfast date with Troy." Like all, all because they didn't want to tell Abed, and Abed knows they're having sex, and he just kind of let it go because he was manipulating the entire situation to get more donuts. Because donuts rule, which they do. I'm I'm on Team Abed here. It's been a while since I've eaten donuts. To be honest with you, uh, they don't—they're not a high priority when going out into the world for for some reason. But yeah, like I—I I just the oh, the oh, I, I almost want to say that the opening to this episode is the best part of this episode. Uh, it's very good. I I do I do enjoy it quite a bit. Um, 
And they do a really this, good job of hiding the fact that there's definitely a stunt performer. Mm-hmm. But this does uh, get into uh, sort of the the point of it is that th- this whole episode is going to be about uh, Troy and Abed's relationship changing uh, because specifically because of Britta's existence mm-hmm. uh, within within uh, the thing. So. Yeah, the, the point of this episode is that we go to Inspecticon, uh, which is an Inspector Space Time convention. Uh, and Troy and Abed are going. Britta is going because she wants to go with Troy. She's been mm-hmm. kind of getting into the Inspector Space Time thing. We, we kind of glossed over it, but at the end of last episode, uh, Britta was even like, hey, why don't you show me Inspector Space Time? It's this important thing to you, and like, I want to. I want to maybe give it a try. And um, so, you know, a nice little continuation from that. Sure, There are moments um, in the episode where it, it's very clear that she doesn't actually care at all about this show. Like when when they're about to take the picture, she's like, I don't care. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but she is, and, she is trying. <laughs> yep. So the, the sort of m- the major plot points is we have um, Ab- Troy and Abed's relationship tested by both Britta and this interloper named Toby mm-hmm. uh who in a in a pretty decent bait and switch joke uh sounds like a Nigerian uh, email right. scam and then it's actually a real guy um, uh played by Matt Lucas uh very very good he's a mm-hmm. uh, British comedian writer television presenter very 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 good he's done a whole lot of stuff he's even been in Doctor Who we get the storyline with jeff and annie um where annie just decides to basically (laughs) cause jeff a whole lot of heartache yeah because the the uh room service is like uh oh thanks mrs winger and then she decides to just run with it yes i'd like to order some food and how many people will be dining today mrs winger oh i'm not two yeah i'd like a turkey burger and a second turkey burger, but with no bun. My husband doesn't do carbs, but he would like a scotch. And what kind of scotch would your husband prefer? The good kind. I'll see what we can do. Yeah, she bones down and runs. <laughs> okay, we're bringing back the the hit show on. Fox. It's America's new favorite show, Mike. We're all talking about it's, it. We're all talking about it. I do want to point out, uh, th- I mean, I ha- my notes are, are chronological, but we can jump around. Um, the, when I'm watching Annie order room service, I'm like, I remember how adult room service seemed in my head. <laughs> and then I ordered it the first time. And I'm like, oh, it's, it's just food. It's just ordering food. <laughs> you know, I have never actually ordered room service. Okay. Um, it's, and, it's, uh, it's you, you know, I get it. Like, I... It, I, I get it. Uh, it's 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 interesting because you're in your room. It's you know, like especially if you've spent most of your like life, like I'm sure a lot of folks have, not going to really nice hotels. Right. And being like, I can call somebody and they bring me good food, like not like a sh- uh, crappy uh, uh, pizza, but they bring me like lobster. <laughs> Put it on the room, you know. But it's like right. But it's like it's fine. It's just like. It's just like getting a DoorDash. Like it's not that different. Yeah, this but this is in a time before DoorDash though. Think about that. That is Mike. true. We, we you could only order 
pizza and Chinese food. That was all you could order. You had and you had to call them. Mm-hmm. I think I think uh, Grubhub was around at the time. I remember ordering Grubhub maybe around this time frame. Um, who knows? Yeah, and who kn- who knew it would be so important to the economy to order food to have bring them to your house? Uh huh. Yeah, Laura in the chat says I keep I kept thinking about the insane cost oh, yeah. of room service, it's which not is cheap. Which is why I have never ordered room service. <laughs> I, I've done it a couple times just because it's like the novelty of the thing, but it is a novelty. It is like, mm-hmm. or I could just go down to the restaurant and pay like half of it in the restaurant attached to the hotel. Jeff kind of has his own little side plot to this where he resembles the actor who plays Inspector Space Time villain Thoraxis. Mm-hmm. Noted catchphrase, bow down to Thoraxis. Right. I, I do love how the images for Thoraxis is very clearly just a picture of Jeff that they photoshopped. Uh-huh. They didn't even try. <laughs> like, I mean, like, not, not they didn't even try, but like they didn't even try to cover it up, which is even better because it's like, mm-hmm. it, that's clearly... Clearly, Jeff. Clearly, Joe McHale. And then we get a, a little plot line with uh, Shirley and Pierce, who are not invited, but they show up anyways. And they get pulled into a focus group to do an insp- an American version of Inspector Space Time, which is they, they have such a little tiny part in this episode. But um, I think it's pretty good. Uh, I, I like I like them being in the focus group. It's a kind of funny bit. What what? Would you what plot would you like to talk about first? Because we've got we've got a lot going on. So um, the 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 only thing I have to talk about the Pierce Shirley thing is like there's a surprising amount of time devoted to that. Like just a lot. Um it there's not like it, it, it goes into the tag, which is kind of a neat little payoff, but past that it's like okay, this is just Pierce like listing off things that he'd like better than Inspector Space Time. I feel like, uh, on, like honestly, it, it is it is a very tiny part of the episode, but I like it in the the way where I like, um, I, I like when shows get to be uh, a little bit meta about the show creation process, mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, that's uh, f- famous. Famous example is the uh, uh, Poochie episode of The Simpsons. Well, who could, where? Who, <laughs> hold on, let's talk about Poochie for a minute. Where is he? What's going on? Where, where's Poochie? <laughs> when will they get to the fireworks factory? <laughs> um, so yeah, I I like I like the I like those those because like the the Poochie episode is just twenty four minutes of the writers making fun of how TV gets made and how much it sucks to be a writer, right? Because the the network comes in, they want the dog to be more proactive. Then he, the dog's too proactive. You got to make him look hip, but like not too like it's this whole thing. And I like I like humor like that. Yeah. So and the, th- this and, this plot line and, is exactly that. And there's not enough in this plot line for it to be like this is the episode. Like that's also true. An, an episode that is like the whole study group gets in into an Americanization inspector space time uh, uh, focus group. That like sounds interesting on paper but i think it it's interesting for like five minutes and then the rest of the episode drags i think think you're Um, right about that it's just very interesting because it is just pierce and shirley and shirley's just like 
like I'm trying to do my best to save it from my boy Abed, and Pierce is like, I, w- I want a tall woman with- that plays uh-huh. tennis. It's like, what's going on? Right, and I think I think that's what's kind of the the interesting part about that because I feel like, um, you know, when 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 you're doing a show like Community that is repeatedly praised for being clever and and witty, which is I guess clever, more <laughs> synonyms for clever. Let's find um, another. And then, you know, I'm I'm sure that. Uh, throughout the first three seasons, they had to have had a lot of this, like, like network pressure to be like, "Oh, you, you gotta, you, you gotta, you know, make it more accessible. You gotta, right? You know, you, you gotta have more, uh, big-breasted blonde women, or you know, whatever, whatever network execs try to do." And so I do feel like, um, I, I do feel like that's a that's a good nod, uh, and plus. Uh, as a lot of people in the chat are pointing out right now, um, a lot there are a lot of bad uh, oh sure <laughs> American adaptions. I mean, we've of even British talked TV about shows. it with IT Crowd. Like right, we did a whole bonus episode <laughs> about the the Joel McHale IT Crowd, which again kind of feeds back into that meta ness of it because like right, Joel McHale was on an Americanization pilot for the IT Crowd, um, but. Um, but yeah, like people in the chat, you know, they're uh, talking about um, coupling, which I didn't even know got it. I think I did actually know it got an American one. I liked the British one. I never mm-hmm. saw the American one. Um, uh, the Office obviously yep. really took off here. But, um, you know, the IT crowd pilot was awful and it never got picked up. And um, uh Cougar Town is a bit better than Cougar Tanabi. I will say it is <laughs> true. Andrew and Andrew in the chat brought up uh, Cougar Tanabi, which is a good callback. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I I actually really like this plot line. Like it is it is so tiny and so small, and you could have easily done an episode where Shirley and Pierce are just not in it. I mean, we've had other episodes sure. where characters just kind of don't show up. Um. And maybe they needed to fill a little time. Maybe they didn't. But like, I actually really, I really uh, like this little plot line. It, it made fair. me laugh. I do like it, you know, surely getting something to do and also surely being the voice of, I guess, reason. I'm pretty sure it's reason of like, this mm-hmm. is why people like the show. And and there there's also that kind of meta-ness of it's people like the show because it's complicated and interesting. And it's like where right. Pierce wants it to be, like you said, buttoned down. And I think, you know, putting a little bit of fire on focus groups that end up kind of like blanding everything down is is an interesting discussion. Yes, absolutely. I just I, I think that, you know, when when it's literally just people like there's no one else on the panel that talks at all except for Pierce. And it's just like Pierce is offering all these terrible ideas. Yeah. And but I, you, I you get know what you know, point. you know why that is, though, Mike? because he's a boomer doesn't matter how bad of an idea it is people listen to old white male boomers all right you know what (laughs) you've added another layer to this that i'm not even sure they intended you you walk they you you walk into a room and the one boomer in the room who has no business being there will take up all the time yep will say all the things will be wrong about everything and will get their way done 
Tell tell me I'm wrong, Mike. Tell me I'm God, wrong. God, I wish I could, but I'm not a boomer. <laughs> uh, I'll just tweet out, uh, tell me I'm wrong, and then a bunch of uh, bunch Hashtag of come at me, boomers. Like, come at me, boomers. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um, so, Hashtag uh, not all boomers. I'll say that. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I like that little plot line. Um, yeah. Let's do the Jeff and Annie plot line next. Because it's... So, the, this is the thing the, about our new format where we're still trying to figure out. It's like, well, uh-huh. where do we want to go next? Um... I figure we 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 started with the smallest plot line, so we'll kind of build up, build up to um, the big one. Um, I do. I, I I think Annie Annie's characterization of when she gets to put on a character, putting on too much of a character is actually really strong. Where she's mm-hmm. like, you know, like I like I he's a lawyer and I'm a fancy like, and then the whole like I clearly you're cheating on me. I have to keep playing on this up. Is like Annie is going to put on too much of a character for mm-hmm. situations that likely don't need much of a character at all, which is, uh-huh. you know, the fact that she is called Mrs. Winger once, twice. <laughs> um, you don't uh-huh. need to put a character on that. But I do feel as, as a person that does suffer from anxiety, I'm like, okay, you can't correct a person. So put, create an into alternate universe where you are Mrs. Winger. I and didn't I also actually really think about it. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I also really appreciate that Jeff is out here getting the crap end of both his own fantasy of being Nigel, <laughs> the guy for Thoraxis, uh-huh. and also Annie's fantasy, where both of them throw throw drinks in his face. Uh, I also, I, I didn't think about it until, like, just now, um, when okay. you were talking about Annie going all in. She's kind of doing the Carolyn Decker thing again uh, from Corpus Christi. Oh, yes. Ex- see, exactly um, my point, yeah. But the 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 big difference, and I think this makes it I think this makes it a very uh, interesting plot point because in the episode where she is uh, Caroline Decker from Corpus Christi, right? Um, she puts in so much effort into generating this character, right? She is practicing a Texan accent. Uh, a bad one, but she's practicing a Texan accent the whole way to the bar. She's Googling Corpus Christi, te- Texas, mm-hmm. try to figure out everything. Here, room service calls her Mrs. Winger one time, and boom, she's she is off. Like, <laughs> and I think that it is a very interesting character choice because. That implies, and she, I mean, she says it outright later, but that yeah. implies just how much she has thought about this specific fantasy, right? Yeah, and I because think that, the, honestly, the line later on is not super needed. Like, th- letting it be subtext is better than being text, but that's a different, that's a discussion we can have later. But go ahead. Um, but yeah, and uh, yeah, James in the chat uh, mentioned the the great bellhop line, mm. where because the bellhop brings her down to show show her Jeff trying to hit on this uh uh inspector space time fan and uh he's like I look we, we we usually wouldn't point out adultery I mean without cheating there wouldn't be any need for hotels mm-hmm. uh played by Chris Tallman very very terrific very terrific actor and very um, comedian very good but yeah, so I I um I, I think it's and it's and it's interesting because we'll we'll get more into this when we get into grades, but 
my opinion on this episode has changed a lot since the first time I saw it. Okay. Because the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, Jesus, Annie, like, get over yourself. Like, serious, like a guy, guy calls you Mrs. Winger one time. And and now I don't know. I don't know if it's just I'm in a different place in my life. I don't know if it's. You're just wishing people would call um, you Mrs. Winger. I mean, he takes his shirt off later. Have you seen those abs? <laughs> that's fair. No, I, I, that's a <laughs> fair point. You know what? He does the, we, he does we the Thoraxis so line. And he's like, Pow before Thoraxis. And he like rips his shirt open and he's got those abs. And even like, Pierce bows. It's amazing. Everyone in that room wants to be Mrs. Winger. Like, come on. I mean, they think that he's like Nigel, whatever. They want to be <laughs> Mrs. Nigel. Call me Noige. But really, everyone in that room wants to be Mrs. Winger. And that includes me, because like, mm-hmm. look at those, look at those abs. Those abs, man. <laughs> Woo boy. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and I don't, I don't know if it's, if it's, you know, I'm just in a different place in my life. I don't know if it's just the fact that I've been watching uh, an awful lot of crazy ex-girlfriend lately. So I'm in a real like mode of like dealing with everyone's complicated emotions um (laughs) laura says i bowed so hot i mean again (laughs) everybody wants to be mrs wing right annie falling so readily into this fantasy really plays for me differently now and uh i don't i don't know exactly what it is but um i i also kind of enjoy that so Mm -hmm. Uh, and I do want to point out uh, that this is, I mentioned this to you pre-show, uh, Ben, uh, but this uh, storyline made me go find a four-minute uh, supercut of Scrubs because the only Appletini drinker I accept is JD from Scrubs because <laughs> you can really taste the apples. And I, yeah. th- I found that four-minute compilation and I was like, man, he does actually really like his Appletinis. Yeah, I so I straight up laughed uh, when Annie goes to drink the scotch and she like spits it out. She's like, "Ooh, tastes like bog," <laughs> which uh, I I mean I love I love a good scotch. Um, I love particularly boggy scotches. Like it's it's uh, it's great. So, but you know, it's an acquired taste, so I get it. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, later she she orders the apple teeny. So I guess the drinks are sort of like symbolic in that like trying too hard to be an adult sort of thing and and jeff having to like order an apple teeny for her um uh the only other apple teeny drinker that i know by the way uh was and i'm i think i told this story on back to the futurama maybe but, but that was um, probably at least years ago uh yeah yeah james i want to know what the good kind of scotch it like I want to know. I want to know what they dug up when you ask for the good kind of scotch. But yeah, the, so when I was in college, there was this place that uh, on Wednesdays did like 20 cent wing nights. So every there you was go. 20, cent, 20 cents for a hot wing. Um, and so you could just get a big old basket oh, of hot wings big old basket for of hot like wings. next to nothing. And um, I'd, I'd go with my roommates and they, they had a friend who... Um, uh, he he was like just fresh 21 like and so he would he had the he had this huge crush on the waitress there um oh, no. but he had a habit of ordering apple teenies and uh so she would make fun of him every single time 
And like, you know, I'm I don't I don't personally believe in like the idea behind like girly drinks and whatever. But like, you know what? If you're if if you've really got a crush on a on a bartender, um maybe maybe get your apple teenies somewhere like don't get it at wing night is all i'm saying like you could get you could get a beer you could get you could just drink like a dr pepper like yeah yeah you're not gonna get made fun of for a dr pepper in fact some people are like nice dr pepper's good i'm a pepper too but you're right but he he ordered that apple teeny every damn week and every damn week she made fun of him and i was like dude bro like okay i have i have a few notes First, I'm not sure apple teenies go with wings at all whatsoever. No. Also, that's the other thing. I cannot fathom putting a hot wing into my mouth and then washing it down with <laughs> an apple teeny. Like I could be, I could be swayed. Like I have an applewood barbecue followed by an apple teeny. I could be swayed. Now it would take me some time, and I uh-huh. have to try it myself. But like the apple teeny, hot wing directly into apple teeny, and it's not like, <laughs> and I imagine that this place isn't like like going and having artisanal apples and like doing the juice. They probably have like a thing that they just pour in, and then that's the oh, apple teeny. Yeah, yeah, it's uh-huh. you know, it's not like you're getting the good stuff. <laughs> so it's uh-huh. just that that like if just man, just drink the PBR. Come on, man. <laughs> I just I don't know like I mean and I'm I'm not I'm not exactly a player over here like what? you know don't no, don't what? take my don't take my dating advice Don't we did, um, isn't there a canonical Bins uh school of lovemaking or something on this show uh, on this very there, show <laughs> it, That was a back to the Futurama thing that school got that school got closed down I'm pretty uh, sure it was well I think I don't remember. All right. We've, okay. We've well, so we're bringing many, it back. So many well, dumb welcome. jokes on this show. Welcome to Ben's School of Love Making. <laughs> on today's episode, we're talking about apple teenies. <laughs> Man. Um, no, I'm just I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say, like, if you're trying to impress uh, a waitress, maybe don't show up on the cheapest wing night of the week <laughs> where you will be tipping her next to nothing oh, yeah. because. You know, thirty percent on a, a basket of twenty cent wings is nothing. Yeah, it's like a um, buck. Maybe don't show up on the cheapest night. Order a bunch of sloppy wings and then wash it down with an apple teeny. Now, so, I've got I've got a few more notes now. Actually, the apple yes, teeny is okay. probably reasonably expensive. So you actually do if you tip on the apple teeny, not terrible. That's my assumption. I don't know how much they're ch- charging for <laughs> apple teenies at this hot wing twenty cent bar. Have, have have you ever had an apple teeny? You know what? You think I would, right? Like I'm the uh-huh. kind of person that would be like, "Oh, JD drank it. I should drink it." Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever have, and, and that surprises me. Uh, listening back to last week's uh, Good Morning Greendale, which I do, um, because I say in that podcast that you are, I'm, you are I'm, a man who knows what a martini tastes like, which is mm-hmm. also Famously. surprisingly not true. Um. I've never had an apple teeny, and since we've made fun of apple teenies for the last twenty minutes, uh, we should we should have an apple teeny night and watch some Scrubs. Look, I'm, sounds, I that would be great. Sounds great, but we do have to make it content at some point, like uh, somehow. Like if we just mm-hmm, video us mm-hmm. enjoying the apple teeny for a bit and post it on Patreon or something. Excellent. All right, we'll we'll do that because this is the life of a content creator in twenty twenty two. 
I can have experiences, but how am I going to make content out of that experience? Uh, Laura, an apple teeny is uh, basically just, I think it's just flavored vodka. Uh, so like apple flavored vodka. Um, I think there's more than that, isn't it? <laughs> I'm going to, okay, I'm going to Google it. Uh, uh, apple teeny recipe from food.com. Vodka, uh, sour apple schnapps. And sweet and sour mix. Oh my god, that sounds okay. So awful. I have, <laughs> so I have this one from smalltownwoman.com, which is what I often like to think of myself. Excellent. Uh huh. You go one one ounce apple juice, a fourth of an ounce lemon juice, one one and a fourth ounces of green apple schnapps, uh, an ounce and a half of vodka, ice, and green apple slices, and then additional lemon juice. Uh, those two last ones are optional. Uh, I've got uh, one and a quarter ounces vodka, one ounce Calvados. Ooh, one... ooh! Now you're talking Calvados. I'm I'm in on that. That stuff is awesome. Uh, one and a quarter ounces Granny Smith apple juice, uh, quarter ounce lemon juice, freshly squeezed, quarter ounce simple. See, I'm more into this. Like uh, no, straight up. I've had French Calvados. It's so good. It's okay, okay. fantastic. We'll we'll use we'll use this recipe as opposed to the other one. Uh sounds great. Oh um, man, now oh man, now I'm gonna oh man. Uh I mean I, I when I so I <laughs> uh, now I'm about to turn from one type of uh content creator to another. In my time in Normandy in France, I had some wonderful Calvados. No, but seriously, it did though. It was for a, it was for a wedding, uh, and we went to this you know apple cider house, and they also made calvados, and it was like this is amazing. Is it it's calvados, not calvados? You know what? I've I've only heard it on the show Party Down. There's an episode where a guy is obsessed with calvados. Well, there, we can listen so. to the one on Wikipedia if you'd like. I can send you the link to the Wikipedia page, um, so that you can you can. You can uh, have it have it pop up, Andrew. But, I I got to the recipe so quickly because I'm a master at scrolling down. Oh, um, I'm very. We're both, got, both very good at scrolling I've, down. I've as got fast this as possible. this amazing uh, mouse. I think um, we have the same mouse. Same one. Same one, bro. Woo! If you if you <laughs> scroll bros. down real quick, it just does a, f- a free spin, and so you can just scroll down to the bottom of pages so easily. It's so good. Uh, this this episode this episode of Ben's Sex Palace. Brought to you by Logitech. (laughs) Boy, I'm sure Logitech is super happy about this one. I forgot it was Ben's Sex School or whatever, and so we've changed the name. We've rebranded it. Welcome (laughs) to Ben's Sex Palace. School of Lovemaking, but now that it's a sex palace, here we are. If you know what, I I see what this is happening. If Poddex is not going to give us the sex question, we'll make the Uh podcast the sex podcast. Look, all I'm saying is you can scroll through a hell of a lot of porn with one of these. Um, Ooh, baby. So, boy, where were we? Oh, Annie orders the apple teenies. That's right. That's how we got on this whole Right, whole and thing. then there was this whole discussion about I sent you over the Calvados to figure out how we say it because I've forgotten. Okay, ready for this pronunciation? <laughs> yes. Calvados. Okay, Calvados. Calvados. All right, I was wrong. Party Down is wrong. Um, and now you know. Uh, I do also want to bring attention to a quick Colorado alert. Oh wow! I didn't even notice when, the Colorado alert. When the uh, 
when Jeff is talking to the the fan, um, the the Inspector Space Time fan, she gets a phone call, which uh, exists solely so that uh, her phone can go off. It's the her ringtone is the sound bite of thorax like bow before thoraxis and she shows him the phone which is a sony ericsson phone which i just found funny because when's the last time you saw a sony ericsson phone sure uh but it is a 303 telephone number which is denver area code Whoa. boom more colorado in we, it we got more colorado Nailed in there it. uh good job team you, you colorado you it. did it there is also this whole thing in this plot where Jeff is repeatedly like, wait, you are a fan? You. Hot hot lady who's like very hot and very sexy is a fan of this nerdy show for nerds. So, you know, Jeff is kind of a dick through the whole episode. Oh. And <laughs> yes, clearly. Even even though he doesn't get he doesn't deserve the uh, drink in his face for the reason he gets the drink in his face. He deserves the drink in his face for being a dick anyways. That's my two cents. You know, hard to argue with that, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just focused on the Appletinis, I think. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, we'll do we'll do an Appletini night. Look, here's the thing, and I'm going to be real with you for a moment. Mm -hmm. I'm just really scared I'm going to love it and be like, I can't drink anything more. (laughs) I can't drink anything else. This is my destiny. I'm just worried that it's my destiny. Uh huh. We could could go out to a bar and then be like, like, act like we're all like, you know, uh, business bros that go in, go in suits and be like, (laughs) be like, oh, yeah. Did you see the ROI on that? in uh firm uh stock yep uh stonks baby and then like talk real business talk and be like yeah we're we're Boy, a bunch we're... of like cool dudes before we and go then in when we the got... waitress comes over <laughs> we gotta we gotta be like sup like you know pretend like we're gonna be all like flirting with her not really though because you know we're both taking dudes we're both and we're both but anxious then, as hell what the hell but then but then be like, i'm gonna play the role of someone who's not anxious it'll be fine and then be like <laughs> we'd like two apple teenies please now the problem with this is so much i will never be able to actually order the apple teeny with a straight face but up until then it'll be great um Yes. Yeah, I, right, I, Laura? I can, there are so many hot nerds. I can, it's ridiculous. I'm just very excited for you to not, it, it, with a straight face, start talking about the ROI of stock. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really what I'm excited to see, where where it all falls apart because you can't order the Apple TV, not anywhere else. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Uh, it's going to be great. Um I am rightly getting roasted in the chat right now. So, um, <laughs> and on the podcast. So in our in our sort of main plot, uh, we have Troy and Abed, whose relationship is being tested by the the dual forces of Britta and Toby. It's it's interesting because, uh, <laughs> yeah, Ben in the chat says the ROI on that Apple Teeny will be embarrassment. <laughs> 
that that's only if you care about what a hot bartender thinks at a downtown uh bar where you're uh-huh. wearing suits. That's uh-huh. only if you care. And I don't. I've ordered worse elsewhere. <laughs> so, um and this this is an interesting plot line because uh it's it's fascinating because Britta is really trying to help Troy out and basically being like, ah, uh, like this has happened to me so many times. Like that dude, that dude's trying to steal your boyfriend. Like she's, she's using all these like words, like Troy and Abed are in a sort of romantic relationship, but it also does actually kind of like work out that way. Right. Like yeah. they are not in a, in a romantic relationship, but they are in a sort of partnership that is that close where like those same feelings of betrayal and jealousy and, and whatever. Uh, I think those actually managed to play pretty well. Yeah, I think so too. I I do find the, the Toby part to be kind of weird because he's, he's actively trying to like get Troy kicked out because like he basically wants to be uh, best friends with Abed right. Uh, you know, like, oh, come to London with me. And and Abed's like, well, I can't because I have a life here. And then Toby says, uh, you know, th- you do now. Like, right. It's it's very clear that the the way that it's written, it, it you know, the writers decided this needs an antagonist rather than mm-hmm. just kind of the forces of time. And they wanted they had, you know, uh, Matt Lucas coming in anyway. Might as well make him that or they whatever. Um, I don't know how they write stuff and maybe they already had it written and then we're like, oh, we could cast this guy. Um, but I, I agree with you that clearly there is, you know, there is a, the real antagonist or the real thing that kind of drives that story is the wedge, uh, not really a wedge, but like a slow growing apart between Troy and Abed because, right. I mean, that includes Britta's relationship with Troy and and of course things change in relationships when you add different relationships into it um and I think that's really truthful I I do find the the Toby stuff kind of uh cartoonish if you will like it's clearly going over the top of not remembering Troy's name and like we're clearly going to London after this and starting to talk about how neurotypicals get bored or get lose track of things. It's clearly so, like over the top a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, and then, of course, locking Abed into a uh, telephone booth, you know, fantastic. Um, I will say that the the way that Troy comes back and Abed knows it, no, Abed's like, I know mm-hmm. somebody's coming for me. And then when he when he does, and then they re- reunite, it that 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 is affecting. Like it made me a little misty eyed to, you know, when Abed's like, that was the first time I've ever been locked in something, knowing somebody's going to be there to come get me, and that that's a real feeling that does not get enough space in the show to to really hit but it hit me it doesn't Um, get enough space or enough time you sure did the inspector (laughs) space sign thing (laughs) no i you know i i I, so i think it's really affecting but i think it there you know i this one does swing a little bit harder uh, for that emotional stuff and and as you've discussed the character 
uh, the word slipping out of my mind, the character development, character development mm-hmm. uh, of, you know, Abed realizing that, you know, just because somebody likes the same things and is going to be available at the same pace that you are, doesn't mean, you know, like you need somebody to keep you grounded. And I think that's really, really useful. Um, and I think that's a really interesting storyline to have. And even if it does have a lot of that kind of t- cartoonish villain kind of thing, almost. Sure. Um, and I think it's I think it's actually really interesting that uh, Toby keeps using the phrase. Um, he, he, he keeps talking about everyone else as neurotypicals. Right. Which, which was not implies, the case at the time. First, off. which Im- implies that he is not. Um, and he knows that Abed is not. And um, I, th- I think it's I think it's interesting because. I do feel a lot like they are really trying to make a comparison between Toby and Abed. Sure. And and be like, um, you know, because being being um uh neuroatypical uh can sometimes be isolating. Yep. Um Absolutely. and it it to me reads that Toby kind I, I read it as kind of uh, he feels abandoned, but also I get kind of the vibe. It's never really explicitly said, but I get kind of the vibe that he also kind of preemptively pushes people away out of the fear of kind of being abandoned. Just in a, kind of a lot of what yeah, he says. It, like is, it is implied that he had a friend, but he got married and stopped. You know, I didn't even send it because they would they she would just, cl- right. you know, remove it anyway. because well, She's such a Minerva. Right. And like the the you know, idea that cause he's, he's going on a whole speech about like, Oh, neurotypicals get bored and like, he's, he's got it all figured out. Um, and so I do think that, that they are really trying to do a, a sort of one-to-one comparison with Abed. And I think like, yeah, Toby comes off a little cartoon, like cartoonish villain, uh, a bit, but also I think it's an interesting, comparison when you know the the message clearly is that like abed is abed is great but also the fact that he has people who supports him is also great sure like it it comes down to he like you said he knows troy is going to come get him he's he's uh happy to get you know, his, his friends, uh, to this convention and just hang out and have fun. And even if he has to put up with Britta being a fan of Minerva, the, uh, uh, female inspector that everyone hates, but not because it's sexism, just because she sucks. Um, Boy, I, I, can't, I, I, knowing that we've had a female doctor now, it makes me wonder if they've had the same conversations. And, um, uh, yeah. So I, I, I actually, I, I he think, does feel a little cartoony, but I I I get where they're going with it, and sure. I don't know that they were one hundred percent successful, but I I see where they're going. Yeah, I I'm I'm with you. I do understand where they're going, and it's it's an interesting comparison. I just don't think, I, like we said earlier, they don't give it enough time or space, um, mm-hmm. or space or time or you know, Tardises or whatever. I remember what they call the spaceship in in <laughs> Inspector Space uh-huh. Time, but you know, like I think. I think there's something really nuanced that 
if you're going to do it, you have to, you have to contain that nuance in the storyline. I don't know if they, you know, I, I don't think it's as successful as it could be because that, that nuance is a little lost. Um, and yeah, and kind of throughout this, we have Britta trying to be really supportive of Troy, both in the like, you know, trying to, to be there for him with his relationship with Abed and also just being like, I got you a quantum spanner. It, it lights up or makes lights noise up or, or plays something. music or whatever. Like mm-hmm. she's very clearly not interested, but she is giving it her best shot, which as someone with very weird interests dating someone engaged to someone in Aha. fact ha 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 this week uh, it's she's you stuck that with screwed me. up <laughs> wait i can't i can't burn any bridges yet she's got to sign that paper right no slurping not yet once once it's in once it's in the clerk's office and it's official then then slurp it up baby uh-huh just like that um <laughs> so uh yeah. Oh, also the the other thing I forgot to mention in the like you touched on it, but the callback to Abed being shoved in a locker I think was also really good. Sure. Um, I feel like this episode is doing better callbacks than the previous two episodes did. Yeah. Where the previous two episodes were like, hey, 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 we're a community. Hey, remember that? Right. And it's, this time it's they're doing like it for referential humor rather than building upon character right. reactions. No, I, um, I agree with you there. Uh, anyways, but yeah, Britta's kind of trying to get into it and not, but she's trying and, you know, I've been, I've been the Troy in that relationship. I've also been the Britta in that relationship and, uh, you know, more power to her. Um, is there anything else we actually have to say about this episode before we get to the tag? Uh, I think the only thing I've got left is the tag. Uh, so the tag is, of course, the results of the, the focus group, um, which, as previously indicated, they listened to the boomer who had no business being there. Um. Now, I will say, so they they in the fiction of the show, uh, they don't they don't say exactly who they cast, but they cast Luke Perry and Jenny Garth as <laughs> Inspector Space Time and Ensign. I will say now. Now, hear me out on this one. OK, OK. I think that Luke Perry as the American Inspector Spacetime, not the worst casting. Actually, probably pretty good. It's pretty good. good. It's pretty like, good. Probably I'm pretty into good. it. I'm like, totally was, into if it. If there was an American Doctor Who, it would first off, it would be awful. It's just terrible. Uh-huh. But if he was cast, at, if at the time he was cast as it, could have worked. Yeah. Uh huh. It's it's one of those things like when when they are like we're doing a. a I was going to come up with a hypothetical and then I didn't need to because like when they were like, we're going to do a live action cowboy bebop and everyone's immediate first reaction is that's going to be terrible. And then you start getting the cast list and you're like, now, hold on a second. Right. When you start casting it, you're like, wait, these actually like this actually kind of looks good. Wait. And then and then you see like the trailers and stuff and you're like, oh, damn. Okay. Okay, you got you got my attention. Like Luke Perry in the role of an American Doctor Who. Like, all right, you've got my attention. Like, I'll watch those trailers. I might be impressed by those trailers. Uh, and then inevitably it'll get released and everyone will hate it and it'll yes, get canceled after one season. Mm-hmm. Even but- if, if it even makes it past a pilot episode, <clears throat> IT crowd. Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> <laughs> Here we are again, besmirching the IT crowd American version. 
Yeah, I mean, hey, you watched it. You know. Boy, I did. <laughs> I sure did. Oh, boy. But yeah, so uh, he goes back in time to the swinging 60s, the sexiest era uh, ever. Uh, and he has to go sleep with the sexiest person there who will be his grandmother or else he will cease to exist. So a little, little bit of Futurama vibes in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, at the very end, Pierce is like, you're welcome. And uh, I believe Abed says, I hate it. Uh, I do. I do have one additional information on Luke Perry. That's a weird way to say that. <laughs> I have one unit of information. Excellent. Um, and this is going to be probably a nothing to you, and probably a nothing to most of us. But uh, uh, Luke Perry does have a son. Um, his name is Jack Perry. Uh, would you like to guess what his son does? Uh. What does his son do? He is a professional wrestler under the name Jungle Boy. He is one half of the AEW World Tag Team Champions with Luchasaurus. Uh, okay, well, that was information that I don't know if I'll be able to use in uh-huh. my life anywhere. Does he look like Lou Perry? Yes. Does he sound like Lou Perry? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Andrew in the chat's like, I just found out. Luke Perry died. That was pretty. Wasn't that pretty recently? I feel, I feel like, like that, that was, was pretty recently. Two, three years ago, maybe. Uh, Twenty nineteen. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's, that was a, uh, that was sad. Uh huh. Well. And that. Yep. Cool. And I'm like reading the Wikipedia on Luke Perry and being like, not, oh. let's not. Let's not. Let's let's get back into the the groove. The groove uh, of the funny. Yeah. Time is meaningless. So it could have been yesterday. That is true, Ben. So uh, when when you're saying some when Ben says something in the chat, it sounds like you're replying to yourself, which is very funny to me. I talk to myself all the time. Uh, having cats just lets me mask it because I'll be like, "Hey, buddy, what's up? How are we doing? We're all sad about ev- the state of the world today, aren't we?" And he'll be like, "Meow," and I'll be like, "Yeah, everything does suck." And that's you said that's it, just Lear. a great that's just a great way to talk to yourself without actually being like. Hey, Ben, how's it going? Well, Ben, I'm real sad. Hey, Ben, me too. Everything sucks and we're all sad forever. Yeah, that's right. You want to get an apple teeny and then you d- make some apple teenies and eat some hot wings. And then that's when you're like, this guy was onto something. He knew what was up. The waitress was wrong. Apple teenies and, <laughs> and hot wings together at last. <laughs> together at last. That just sounds like a real sad night at Applebee's. Let's be real. Um, but it's going to be our sad night at Applebee's, friend. Eating sad in the neighbor bad. Hey, you want to uh, you want to move on to the next segment where we talk about <laughs> great. I was I couldn't. I was still mid laugh. <laughs> I didn't have the breath control. <laughs> i guess i will go first while you recover Woo. so i was actually kind of dreading watching this episode um i like i said i didn't really care for it the first time that i watched it also last time i did a um last time i did a, a community rewatch um because i i tend to um i tend to 
watch TV that I've seen before and kind of fall asleep on the couch to it. Um, and uh, so I, I happened to fall asleep and totally missed this episode last time. So really? I, I did. Yeah, I did a, a rewatch just a couple of years before we started this podcast. Um, and uh, I I think it was actually when we decided to do this because I was like, I'm going to I'm going to watch it just to make sure that I'm like not getting getting into something I'm going to regret. Um, well, Ben, have you regretted it yet? <laughs> Well, I didn't know that Poddex well. was going to happen, so... Oh, well, okay. No, okay. Uh, I see how it is. I fell asleep and, and actually didn't watch this episode the last time, so I don't remember the last time I actually sat down and watched this episode. It would have been many years ago, and so I was actually kind of dreading it, and I am here to tell you, I actually really enjoyed it this time. Oh, wow. okay. Like I said, I I don't know if it's just... I don't know if it's just that I'm I'm in a place now where I watch so many TV shows where the main draw is sort of broken people kind of kind of just being broken and kind of dealing with the fact that they're broken and sort of what what that level of being broken does to your relationships if you don't actually um if you don't actually manage that, right? I mean, BoJack Horseman, You're the Worst, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, uh, you know, all of these shows that I've been really enjoying in the last t- uh, five years or s- five, ten years or so. God, 2015, like, it's coming up on ten years, huh, for, for like, BoJack. That's, <sighs> Boy, I hate that. That's, um, I don't like that at all. Uh, time makes fools of us all. But everything about this episode is just relating to other people when you feel incomplete because Britta is trying her best to like be interested in a thing that Troy likes. Sure. And she, she's not, but uh, you know, she, she, she sucks it up and she, she gives it a try and you've got Troy who is dealing with jealousy and trying to balance a new relationship with, uh, one of the most important relationships in his life, arguably the most important relationship in his life. You got Abed kind of trying to to branch out. And I don't know if Abed would even like admit to it, but I feel, I do feel like there's a little bit of like not consciously making, trying to make Troy jealous, but kind of subconsciously trying yeah. to make Tro- Troy jealous. Um, and then the whole thing with with Annie just like slipping right into that that fantasy of being like, I'm I'm Mrs. Winger. I've I've had this fantasy like a kajillion times. And just something about it just like really clicked with me that when I watched it today, um, there are a lot of there are a lot of uh, uh, great gags. I loved Britta really trying to get into Inspector Space Time and just not. Um Jeff ripping off his shirt uh, and and, sure, and yeah. <laughs> shouting bow down to Thera- uh, bow, bow before Thoraxis. So good. Annie drinking the I laughed out loud when she tried to drink that scotch. Like I was Very I good. was laughing. I was enjoying a lot of the character development. And I was prepared like uh, with my with my own history with this episode. I was prepared to come in and give this a very low grade. I'm here to tell you now here and now after watching this episode, not 
two hours ago, I'm going to give it a B. Maybe B plus. Okay. It was yeah. good. I liked it. I liked this episode a lot. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm having, you know, I, 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 with the new format, I do end up going to the Wikipedia page and kind of jotting stuff down. And I noticed that, you know, the, the critics of the time didn't really love it. It was okay mm-hmm. to okay. Um, although somebody's called it the second worst episode, which is whatever. Um, but I'm actually kind of with you. This 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 episode is not terrible. It's not. I mean, it you know, it's it it swings a little bit harder than last week's, as we discussed. It is funny. I totally agree with you. The, something that was completely we didn't even mention is uh, Joel McHale uh, as uh, Jeff being like adding on a British affect. Call me Nige, <laughs> and it's just like what it, like legitimately made me cackle. Um, I think this is a funny episode. I think it is harmed a little bit by not having enough space for, you know, the the Toby of it all. I think I think Toby could have been given a bit a little bit more space to kind of interrogate a little bit more of that feeling before he turns comically evil and shoves someone in, in into the phone booth. Uh I think I think that's what I want out of this episode a bit, bit more of like, okay, you know, uh, he he acts like he doesn't know Troy's name and like the whole the whole like I've cut somebody out of my life before they their wife could cut me out of his like that is super rushed to me and, and to me I think I would want a a, a few more things and maybe that's just because I missed you know maybe there's foreshadowing or something that I missed. Yeah, oft often happens, and you can only fit so much into twenty two minutes or whatever. Sure. Um, the the Pierce storyline one it's kind of a one note gag to me, and I think you know your discuss discussing of it made me look at it a little bit fonder than I originally had it. Um, you know, I yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right that this isn't the worst episode of good of 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 community. Which is kind uh-huh. of where a lot of p- folks put this or nearby. I don't honestly. I think it is better than last week's. Last last week was kind of dull to me. It didn't really go for it. This one goes for it in multiple different like uh, in in multiple of the storylines. It goes for it. There's just something about Annie like deciding that she's this new character is just very funny to me. <laughs> I'm not sure if I could give it a B, a B minus. Like it's not bad. Like okay, it has this episode has a reputation of it, it not does, being yes. good, and I don't think it deserves it. I think yeah. that I think it's not perfect. Don't get me wrong. I don't think it's perfect, but I just I don't think it's that bad. Right. Like as as a. As a noted season four apologist, um, because I, I on the whole, don't think season four is as bad as a lot of people uh, uh, give it guff for. Um, but um, a lot of times, if if you say, hey, season four wasn't that bad, uh, this is one of the three episodes in the season that someone will, will shove in your face. Um uh this one the final episode and the puppet episode i i i will say that i do remember the puppet episode 
um, <laughs> as a standout, and I'm I'm very interested to re inspect that as we watch it. Uh-huh. We'll see there. Um, um, but I, I think um, the next one has some some uh, the uh, some possible uh somebody was like it it largely negative critical reception but that's for next week but i think this one's super you know like because it's got the reputation i was a little nervous right. like crap right. okay it's got this one i didn't hate it i i actually kind of liked it it was you know the fact that you've got britta tarzanning out of troy's room <laughs> like even that's hilarious like that's a hilarious uh-huh. gag to start an episode with right um, but yeah, so, you know, I, I think I think there there is a, a collection of episodes people kind of shove in your face to be like, ha ha, I told you season four is bad. And you're right. This is definitely one of them. And I I disagree with that. Like, yeah. I think I think before watching it today, I probably would have agreed with you. Um, I think it's actually aged really well. And I think I think that part of that is that. Um, well, uh, to take a step back, I I think maybe part of the reason it's sort of it gets uh, uh, it it gets such negative feelings is that if you if you are sitting down to watch an episode of Community for the things that Community seasons two and three were good at, mm-hmm. you're not gonna like this episode. Like it is not going to hit you in the way that you know a lot of season two or three is really going to hit you. Sure. But I think in some ways I, it was it was just a little bit ahead of its time uh with some of the the interpersonal feelings and I I think that's maybe why I feel like I I do about it now because you know other other sitcoms were dealing with feelings since sitcoms have been sitcoms. Right. But I I I feel like those uh, those interpersonal feelings were done really well. Maybe not up to the level of like, you know, BoJack Horseman or whatever, but it's comparing amateurs to pros at that point. Sure. And um, you're also pointing at something that is kind of maybe even taking cues from this, not cues, but like, okay, so they can do it. So let's, what can we do better? And like, you're, you're looking at how things progress over time. Right. And so I do think in that regard, it was, uh, it was just, it was maybe just a little bit ahead of its time. And I feel like I, I watch TV for different things now. And now I, I watch TV for more like what this episode has, you know, some, some really good jokes in it, but mostly just broken people kind of being broken at each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> which is, which is a hundred percent my genre. Which is hundred uh, percent. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm a little surprised that, you know, the way you described it just now, I'm like, you know, I actually, I, I like this too, but cause that's usually not my type. Although there is, you know, if you look at Steven, that is broken people or broken gems oh, yeah. being uh-huh. like, uh-huh. like having to deal with that. So, you know, maybe I'm a little closer to you than I thought I was at the beginning of this episode. Um, but you know, I think, I think it's really smart to like put it at a fan convention and kind of, it, it doesn't really do a whole lot of inspection of fan culture or anything like that. But the fact that it, it, I it mean, they, they nailed, they absolutely nailed the like, Oh, we, we hate Minerva, but oh, yeah. not because of sexism. Right. It's because she sucks. I'm like, all right, 
Y'all yeah. knew you all knew what you're yeah, doing with that they, one. They 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 do get some of Again, the aspects ahead of, of its time because it, yes. it predates it predates uh, female doctor. Uh, Absolutely, I really think that a lot of people were mad about that. Right, there were a lot of strong <laughs> s- strong decisions made. I feel like you know letting some stuff breathe a little bit more would have been better, but you know, that's, that's a, uh, you know, that's a choice at that point. Yeah, so I'll, I'll agree. The, the pacing, the pacing is not the best, but, but, but the, the foundation of this episode is strong. I think it's, it's not as strong as, you know, you know, the thing that I kept coming back to last week, the mafia, a uh, chicken finger mafia sure, episode, sure. which is a classic, but you know, I think this is, this is a strong episode. I've seen, I've seen worse community episodes. Uh, but we want to know what you think about this episode, about Inspector Space Time, about Apple Teenies. Do you like Apple Teenies? Would an Apple Teenie go good with hot wings and or hitting on a waitress? I'm still just gobsmacked at that 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 choice. Like I it, like it almost felt like <laughs> a the, like the whole reason he would go to get the apple. Well, he he apparently only drank Apple Teenies. Is that correct? Uh. I mean, I don't know what he did that in his was off his time, favorite. but he he would sure do it every week when we so, would go get hot wings. I mean, was he was he thinking like maybe I'll be the Appletini guy and like roguishly cute? You think you think he was peacocking? Okay, possibly. That's the only. Okay. Literally, I'm I'm grasping for straws here. I have nothing. It's so uh, wild to me. What is it, what the, is the, the flavors don't work together, Ben? What is the most awkward thing your parents ever walked in on you doing? Was it right. ordering an apple teeny to impress a waitress at a hot wing bar? That's a we want to know all that. That's a weird walk-in situation, but okay. We want to know all I that. I was in Buffalo Wild Wings and my mom walked in. I was I was mid drinking an apple teeny and flirting with the waitress. <laughs> to be fair, if my mom saw me flirting with a waitress, she'd be like, "You know you're married, you idiot." Like, also, you you've never flirted with anybody in your life before. What is happening? <laughs> Who are you? You can you can let us all uh, you can let us know all these things and more. You can tweet at us at Good Greendale. You can find us on the Internet at GoodMorningGreendale.com. Uh, there's a link to send us a message there. We might read it on the show. Uh, we also have a Patreon page mm-hmm. that is Patreon.com slash Back to Futurama. Uh, once a month we do live episodes and this was our live episode for March. Uh, we got to chat with p- folks about how to make apple teenies, about crazy ex-girlfriend, about, uh, how Mike kind of looked like Han Solo frozen in carbonite there for a bit. A lot of the, oh, and also I forgot, uh, I made a joke about Logitech sponsoring Ben's sex palace. A lot of that probably got cut in the final episode. <laughs> Who knows? But a lot of people got to see all that live. I can't take it back. It's things that have been said. There are witnesses. Uh, you can watch those once a month if you are a $5 and up Patreon patron. Again, that is patreon.com slash back to Futurama. And don't, f- don't forget, hashtag release the soup cut. Uh, no one... In the world wants to listen to me eat soup, Mike. Um, um, yes. Well, the fact that you sat around and did a podcast with me after you were subjected to me eating soup. To be fair, I subjected you to reading off literally everything that PepsiCo owns, which is a lot. There's a lot of stuff that PepsiCo owns. Proud to be one of America's eight companies. Oh, um, I hate how real that joke is. 
we do want to thank you for coming to the end of these. Uh, I We really appreciate uh, everything that you give us. We want to give it right back to you. Uh, we, we love these live chats. We love when you interact with us. It, it, it really means a lot to me, and I know it means a lot to Ben when we get in, people... People liking what we do because we do it. We do it because well, a because otherwise we're just being goofballs. Um, but we really, we really love you, and we really want want you to. Put, we want to put a smile on your face. So we hope we did that this week. And if not, well, we'll we'll try again next week. <laughs> I got I got a little bit weird on the the dismount there, but that's okay. And uh, Patreon special soup only episode. Soup and apple teenies. <laughs> Just be us eating soup noisily and drinking apple teenies and being like, ah, yeah, this is gr- this is great. And then making like slurping sounds. Oh, man. And then uh, drinking an apple teeny. Hey, um, but but we but we got pushed into doing the Titanic rewatch so we can be pushed to doing anything. Hey, that Titanic rewatch rule. That was I, fun. I, that was one of the most fun things I've ever done on this podcast, on either of our podcasts. Uh, <laughs> I don't know whether or not I should feel bad about what you just said, but I, I agree, though, is the thing. And, until then, until next time, when we're talking about uh, a different episode, whatever episode comes next, it will involve fewer Apple Teenies, I'm sure. I'm Ben. I'll make sure there's Apple Teenies. I'm Mike. I wish you luck. luck.